0: It says, we laughed, we sang, we couldn't believe our good fortune. Can't believe this, right? We were the talk of the nations, and you know what they were saying? God's been wonderful to them. Come on, people who don't even like you, they're going to be, they have to admit, God's been good to you. Huh? You know, I I don't like that guy, but I wish I was that guy. Hey, look at the next verse. It, It says, God was wonderful to us. We are one happy people. Come on, let's give God a shout and a praise. Act like happy people. Amen. Here's what I want you to do. I don't want you to invite a bunch of people next week. I want you to bring a bunch of people next week. Right? I want you to bring people because they're going to they're gonna get uh, uh, an opportunity to have a collision with the power of God in a way that will change their life forever. Amen? How many of you think that because of God and what's going on around here that your life is better? Yeah. Amen? About 50% of you. Some of you guys, your life is better because you're with us. Right? Any, I'm telling you, I just really believe this. I believe it about you too, but I believe it about myself that uh, anybody who walks with me is going to end up getting closer to God. I believe that about you. Anybody who walks with you is going to get closer to God. So you, 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 ought, to, you ought to not be so, don't be flying under the radar. Come on, go bold. Look at somebody and say, go, go bold. Because your life, your life, can, your life is, is empowered by God to make a difference, right? And, and you, you don't have to be, don't be ashamed of being happy. Amen. Come on. Uh, we're not ashamed. God's been good to us. Amen. Some of you guys, you're still like, well, I'm not sure if I should clap or anything. We turn the lights down low so nobody can see you. Just get used to it. Amen. We're glad you're here. If you're here today, you don't own a Bible. If you hold your hand up, our ushers will bring one to you. It's our gift to you. We want to make sure everybody has a copy of the Word of God. You need to be in the Word every single day. Okay? I'm not talking about chapters. I think it's a great spiritual discipline to read chapters. Uh, you know, read, read through the Bible every year, you know, do, do that. I think that's a great spiritual discipline. But you need some scripture that you're weaving into the fabric of your being. It's becoming, it's life verse. It's a life verse, right? It's a life verse. Uh, you, know, uh, you know, you know what's sad is finding believers that they're, they're not actually believers. You know, there's nothing more kind of frustrating than a depressed Christian. Right? The same spirit that raised Christ from the dead that's quickened your mortal body and you're like mad about something. Right? You're disappointed. You're, 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 you know, hey, you, you can have it for a moment, but seven years? Come on. You, you know, uh, uh, just get a verse. You know, Psalms 119, uh, verse 165 says, Great peace have those that love thy love. Great peace. Hey, can I tell you something about great peace? Great peace is great. Okay? We're not talking about a little bit of peace. We're talking about great peace. You know, you know what's, what's, what's crazy is to find a believer who has no peace. Come on, I know some of you guys are sitting there. You're going to be really quiet and do, not move right now, but I'm talking right at you, okay? And, and, and you go to church, and you got a T-shirt, and you got a bumper sticker, but you ain't got no peace. Dude, that sucks. Because the Bible says great peace, great peace. How many of you know great peace is awesome? Right? In, in the middle of chaos, in, in, the middle of, in the middle of struggle, you know, in this world, there's going to be tribulation. But be of good cheer. Come on, great peace rocks. Right? And, and I mean, e- even, even non believers, even people who can't stand the sight of you are amazed that you've got this peace that passes all understanding, that keeps your heart and your mind riveted on God. Right? Great peace. It's cool, man. This verse is rocking. This might be your life first. Great peace have those that love thy law. Not, not that have a Bible. You know, you got a scripture on a t-shirt. So what? You, you know, I'm talking about it's coming out of you. You know, like you, you've been to the river in your tennis shoes, you know, and, 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 and when you walk away, it's... <laughs> and it's squirting out. I'm talking about spending, spending so much time in a relationship with the Word of God that it's just coming out of you. Man, I'll tell you this is what the devil's afraid of because, because he's afraid that if you start getting in the Word of God that you're gonna end up with great peace. He's trying to disrupt that peace. Remember what Jesus said in John 10? He said the thief, he's come to kill, to steal, destroy. But I've come that you might have zoe, Z-O-E, God God life. More life than death, more hope than sorrow, more peace than chaos, more more provision than lack, more health than than sickness, more more come on somebody. We're talking you know, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, we, we got a bunch of believers that got everything except God life. And, and we need to be pressing into that. Great peace have those that love thy law. I'm talking about have a, have a relationship with the word of God. right? You, you got apps that you can download that will read you a chapter of Proverbs before you get out of bed in the morning. You ain't got no excuse to not have God's word. You, you know, Joshua, he said, uh, this book of the law, don't let it depart out of thy mouth. You know, don't get caught without God's word in your mouth. You know, somebody ought to be able to ask you right now, what's your verse? And you ought to be able to tell them. I ain't never met anybody. I ain't never met anybody that, that's like just totally freaked out, out of their mind with worry and concern that could quote the verse they're standing on. Hey, we've been doing this a while. Okay, shall we not? 31 years of ministry. And we, and we had some before we got married. I ain't never met anybody that was just, I mean, about ready to lose their mind, that, that, that was also saying, no weapon formed against me shall prosper. Every tongue that rises against me I shall condemn, for this is the heritage of the children of the living God, saith the Lord. Huh? And, and you know, it, throw that huh part in, because where we grew up, right? But, you know, having the, the, great peace have those that love thy law. And the rest of the verse, let me tell you about the rest of the verse, the rest of the verse is the best of the verse, Right? Great peace have those that love thy law and nothing. Man, it ain't nothing worse than a believer who ain't got no peace. Man, those people at work, those those people that you know that ain't got hope, you know the people of no hope that are hoping the people of hope actually got hope? I mean, think about how hopeless you would feel if you were a person of no hope, but you looked up with a person of hope, and you found out that he had less hope than you of no hope had. You know, the, I'm not in my message yet. This is just the thing about the Bible. We're getting ready to make a confession. I haven't even got there yet. But how frustrating for a guy of no hope to slide up next to a guy of hope and find out that you have more hope with no hope than the guy of hope has. Come on, guys. Great peace. Great peace. You know what's awesome about great? It's more than enough. Man, your peace swallows up. Now, I'm not saying you ain't ever going to have a storm. Of course you're going to have a storm. Anybody who walks with God is going to have storms. Read the book. But 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 the peace swallows it. You know... During this process, is it amazing where we are right now after ten years? I, I look out here and I'm thinking, There is a God. <laughs> I was talking with friends this morning before service, and, and some of the things that amazed me about where we are, one, I'm not in jail. <laughs> you know, well, this is a stressful dilly bob, you know, going through what we've just went through and I'm not in jail for hurting people. Right? Well, where's that peace at? You know, you have moments where you know everybody has moments, don't you? Don't you have moments in the parking lot? You're chasing people, and then you realize, well, wait a minute, God's in the car. <laughs> now I look at where we are, and I'm thinking, man, thank God for the Word of God, because great peace have those that love thy law. And nothing, no thing, no thing. Two words, but you got to make one word. No thing, no, not one single thing. That's words. Uh, no thing, no word, no no word. Nothing, nothing that the enemy comes up with. No, nothing, nothing that the world shouts at you. No, nothing, nothing that keeps you awake in the middle of the night. Okay, great peace have those that love thy law, and nothing shall offend them. I'm not talking about make you angry. Off end. Off end. God declared the end at the beginning. And the enemy's strategy all through life is just to get you to miss the end. He wants to off end you. Ephesians two twenty it says for we are his workmanship recreated in Christ Jesus born and that we might do the good works Which he planned beforehand that we would uh, take the path which he made ready and live the good life Which he prearranged and made ready for us to live God's got this plan this 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 purpose for your life. There's an end that he declared at the beginning And and god's trying to get you if you if you walk with god He's going to get you to the end and the end is awesome But uh, great peace have those that love thy law and nothing can cause you to miss the end You're not going to get off ended But you're a believer. You ain't got no word. It's easy to separate you from the end. If you don't know what the end is, then you might quit in the middle thinking you're done. Huh? You, you might just say, Well, guess we're finished. And you're in the middle. Well, how would you how would you know? Well, because thy word is a lamp unto my feet, it's a light to my path. Thy word have I hid in my heart so I won't miss the end. Hey, great peace of those that love thy law. You need God's word. Look at somebody and tell them, get in the book. Oh, come on, say it loud. Tell, I mean, get in their face a little bit. There we go. Amen. Amen. Hold your Bible up there. Let's make a confession together this morning. Lift it up real quick. Let's lift up your Bible. Say, this is my Bible. I am what it says I am. I have what it says I have. Say, I choose to do what it says I can do. Say, I have an open mind. I have a teachable spirit. From this moment forward, shout, I'll never be the same. I refuse to be the same. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, give God one more big praise. He's worthy. Amen. Ten years. Man, let let the celebration continue. Amen. Amen. I, I'm just amazed at what God's done in 10 years, and I'm thinking about what's coming, right? Just, think, just, thinking, about, just thinking about what's out there in front of us and, and, and the purpose and the plan. And We're on our way to change the world. 270-some families last week, and, and, and we're planning for over 300 uh, next month, right? Uh, feeding kids every Friday. Come on. Uh, families that shouldn't be together, and you're sitting next to each other today. Dude. You think about the past ten years. You know, uh, uh, one of my favorite stories here, you know, is, is uh, Clayton. Where are you at, Clayton? Wave. There you are. Hey, buddy. You're one of my favorite stories. Tw- Twenty years a Buddhist, comes to church on a New Year's Eve to watch his ex-wife get baptized. I'm just thinking, according to King James, that would sucketh. You know. It's New Year's Eve. I'm going to go watch my ex wife get baptized. What are, you, what are you hoping? They hold her under? I mean, what's the deal? You, you know, and I'm just saying, it's just the way my brain works. And, and, and watching people and listening to the story and realizing, dang it, that's what I need. And he gets saved. And, and, and a little bit later, he remarries the ex wife and he's been baptized and the kids are on fire, forgotten. All, all that. Hey! It's amazing. We are one happy people. Amen? People that shouldn't be taking up the oxygen, and they are. They're breathing. You know, doctor said they're going to die. But no, no, no. There's something about the Word of God, and the presence of God, and the power of God. And, and gosh, 10 years. I know a lot of people, you know, a lot of people say, well, you know, we got to give all the glory to God. I, I just want to remind you of a story of a guy that, that found a piece of ground up on top of a really high, you know, a really high spot. And you had to, you had to climb, it had a really, you know, strange trail that you had to go to. I mean, just think of badger. But uh, I think it was probably prettier because they had trees and stuff. Yeah, and, uh, he, but he, had, he climbed up there and found a nice piece of ground and started removing the stones, and some of them were big, and, and, and he cleared out a, a piece of ground, and, and, and he went up there and couldn't get a tractor up there, so he, so he went up with hand tools, and he, and, and he, and he cultivated the ground, and, and he planted some seed and didn't have water there, so he had to carry buckets by hand and climb the hill and, and watered twice a day with buckets and grew, grew a garden, and it was an award-winning garden, and news spread, and he was getting all kinds of awards, and, and he took one of his Christian friends, you know, you're you know, your Christian friends. And, and, and he took one of them up there, and he was, he was showing him the garden and letting him see it. And, and the guy kept saying, well, yeah, we'll give the glory to God. And he said, do you, do, you see, do you see how steep the hill is? And he says, yeah, I know, but you need to, you know, this is awesome, but you need to give the glory to God. He says, well, yeah, but I had to climb that hill with buckets of water in my hand. I, I had to cultivate the ground with my hand. Yeah, well, give the glory to God. Yeah, but, but look, look at the produce up here. I, I had to move the stones. I, 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 had to, I, I had to do all of this work, and I had to plant those seeds, and twice a day, carry the water, give the glory to God. I had to carry the water, dude. I had to weed this thing. Give the glory to God. And finally, he just got frustrated. He said, you should have seen this ground when God had it all by himself. <laughs> See, God's awesome, but God needs you. I said, God needs you. There's a great verse in, I think it's 2 Corinthians 12. You have to look it up later. And this is great for any of you single ladies that got some dude that's messing with you and you just want to separate. It says, I would not have you ignorant, brother. (laughs) It's not exactly what it means, but it's really a good verse. I would not have you ignorant, brethren, concerning spiritual gifts. In the the Amplified Bible, it said, uh, uh, concerning the special endowments of supernatural energy. God, is that awesome? Special endowments of supernatural energy. There's something on your life that, 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 that's special. There, there's a power. There's a power. There's a, there, there, you know, man, there's this God thing. I, I know that we, we, we're working with God. And without him, ain't nothing great going to happen. But the same is actually true without you. See, you're needed. You're part of the equation. I don't think the enemy wants you to get that. And, and and you know, and I'm looking at ten years. And I was thinking last week, you know, ten years. Look at what's happened. And and I got to tell you something. There's somebody that, that that we need to honor a little bit. And and, and just just and in, in my opinion, I I need to honor just a little bit. And I, I'm gonna have Shelby come here for just a minute. Boys, bring your mama up here, would you? i oh, give it up for Shelby. Yeah. Yeah, you're getting closer. Come on, if it weren't for her. Love you, baby. Yeah, Shelby rocks. Okay, check it out. That's awesome. Check it out. If it weren't for Shelby, now I know that you're thinking about all that you've done. (laughs) I mean, look what what we've done. Let me tell you something. If it wasn't for her, none of us would be in here. If it weren't for her, I'd be in jail for killing one of these guys. (laughs) You know, then, then you add you to the mix, and I'm jacked up. And last week I was thinking, you know, I was just thinking last week, 10 years, and, you know, and Pastor was here, and, and uh, uh, and he's just you know and he's just talking about the great things that, that is, that's happening. We're looking at all this stuff, and I'm thinking, you know what? Really, it, it uh, you know so, some of you guys you don't have a clue. You know, uh, and and I don't mean that in a bad way, but I mean it's like you just don't have a clue what it's like to uh, be in the position. You know, you just don't you don't understand that if it's not for great peace, man, we we've we. We've, We've, we've dealt with some stuff in this process, but she's the one. Man, she, she's the one that just kind of holds it together. So, uh, you know, and, and so for, for the 10-year thing, you know, and this, this isn't from the church. This is from, from me and the boys. We just want to honor you, and uh, we're going to give you this. I, I started asking her uh, what kind of, uh, uh, what was it, Louis Vuitton bag she wanted because that's just not her thing. And I kept telling her to pick one out, and she's getting frustrated, because I kept talking about a purse. <laughs> it's not that heavy, is it? Okay, go ahead and open it up. And we just we just want to honor you today. We got it. Here you go. Does that blow your mind? Okay, now wait Take it out. Yeah, it's different than the one you had last night. You stinker. Yeah. Yeah. She, she, so you got two of um, yeah. yeah. I wasn't going to give you the same one. You know, don't you wish we had three services now? Yeah. <laughs> Love you. Thanks, guys. Come on, give it up for Shelby. I just think that you need to understand something if it weren't for her half of you would be dead <laughs> it's just my personality and she's, she's like come here <laughs> hallelujah calms me calms me great peace have those that love thy law you need a life first you know, there's another verse in psalms 119 i want to talk about for just a minute today psalms 119 verse 50 check this out so it says this is my comfort and my consolation in My affliction i'm telling you if if you're going to do this god life thing if you're if you're going to be a if you're going to be a follower of christ Don't 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 think that well if I raise my hand and say a prayer and fill out a card that life suddenly is going to be like cake It's just going to be awesome. No, we're going to tell you that To get you to respond Because we want everybody we know to be saved So we're going to tell you if you raise your hand and pray the prayer Everybody's going to like you But we're lying the truth is, is that when you, when you get on track for God, it's like getting a target on your back and hell is attracted suddenly to, to, to your endeavor to serve God. But this is my comfort in my affliction. I can find comfort in the storm. I can find strength in the midst of the battle. I can have hope when everything looks hopeless you you got to understand something, that God's plan, God's purpose, that God's designed for you. Man, it's awesome. And this is, my, this is my hope. This is my comfort, that your word, your word, man, you got to get his word. You need to get addicted to the word of God. You need to cut the excuses and quit, you know, well, I, I don't have time. You're lying to yourself. You, you know, the average, the average joker's watching like eight hours of TV a day. You can, you, on your device, you can read the Word of God. And some of you, you need to start using the, the device for that instead of that other stuff you're using the device for. Hello. This is my comfort. This is my consolation in my distress, in my affliction. Your Word revives me. Telling you, His Word can breathe life into you. You know it's really cool. I, I, I like words. Revived. The first four mentions in the Bible of revived—you have to go look it up later. Just go to a Strong's Concordance, or get on your, you get on the computer and go to BibleGateway.org, or or Bible, you know, Blue Letter Bible. Dot, whatever. Trust me, I'm not lying to you. The first four mentions of the word revived in the Bible deal with with four different levels. Of death. You know, the first mention, the first mention, if, if, if you remember, some of you guys will remember this uh, because you, you've, heard, you've heard different messages and stories and you've studied the word. And, and uh, uh, the first mention is, is Joseph, his brothers had sold him into slavery. Remember, he had gone to prison, but he had uh, something about Joseph. He kept popping back up to the top, right? Because your character, your character determines your final outcome, not your situation right? Your, your situation, uh, that, that doesn't define you. Well, I, I've been divorced. I don't care. Uh, I, uh, you know, I've been bankrupt. That doesn't matter. Situation doesn't define you. How you handle the situation is what defines you, right? Because words... Turn into thoughts, and thoughts turning to emotions. Your emotions are making your choices. Your choices determine your actions. Your actions determine your habits. Your habits define your character, and your character ties you to an end result. Joseph had a great character, and it didn't make any difference that they kept coming against him because he kept popping to the top. And, and his dad, who thought he was dead, when he, when he was reunited with his son, he said, uh, and he just, he just he thought he was dead. He wasn't dead. He just thought he was dead. But when he saw his son, he said, and, and my soul was revived. First mention. Second mention, uh, uh, Samson. Remember Samson? And, and he's out killing stuff, and, and, and he's fighting and doing what Samson's do, and, 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 uh, but he's about to die. He, he's on the edge of death, and, and he finds a, uh, you know, a honeycomb in, in the carcass of a dead animal. He eats it, and he said, and my soul was revived. There's, there, there's another guy. The third mention is, is a guy named Elisha. No, Elijah. Elijah. You know how to tell Elijah from Elisha? Which order they came in? J comes before S. In the, so Elijah was first, and Elisha, some of you, that's the only thing you're going to remember. Did you hear that? I said that. Somebody goes, oh, and they're writing that down. They got it. Okay, <laughs> that's all they're going to get, but praise God, they got that. Okay, so, so, so Elijah. Uh, is 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 uh you know he's been being fed by birds and and a brook dries up and the food dries up and god comes and he says go down you're going to find a widow woman she's going to sustain you and i've already told her i've I've talked to her and she said she would so go so he heads down there by the way when 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 he gets there the little widow woman she ain't got hardly anything left and she and he's asks her what she's doing she says well i have just a little oil a little meal i'm going to go in here and make us one more snack and then we're going to die and he said, that's cool. Hey, before you do that, though, would you make me a sandwich? I mean, can you believe the gall of that dude? You know, asking, asking her, she has very little. She's on her way out. She's planning to die. And he says, well, before you eat that, make me something first. But he had a word from God that God said, I've already talked to her. I bet when God talked to her, she had a lot more. I bet when God showed up and said, hey, I'm going to send my man to you, and when he shows up, would you feed him? And she looked in the cupboard, and she's like, well, certainly. We have more than enough. And then he didn't show up until she was almost out. Some of you guys made a promise to God when things were going good, and now that it's a little bit tight, you're starting to get a little edgy. Huh? Having a hard time remembering your promise. And then you wonder, where's God? How come he's not fulfilling his? Well, it's probably because you screwed up somewhere. Just saying. This gal, she had character. And so she did what she told God she'd do. And you know the rest of the story, that as she fed him and then her and the lad, their meal and their oil just wouldn't run out. They just kept getting it and kept getting it. Every day she'd go to make it and there's, there's more. And she just kept going and going and going and going. But then one day the boy falls sick. And so she goes to, uh, uh, to Elijah and she's, you know, and she starts, hey, what's going on with this? You know, God has sustained us. But now the boy, my boy is dead. And Elijah came in and he lays his body on him and the boy was revived. That's Elijah. Elisha. Elisha. He's the guy that followed Elijah. And he's the guy that was promised a double portion, right? You're getting a double portion. And so, so you know, you and I, you know, what does that mean? Well, that means that everything that Elijah had, I get twice of. If Elijah had miracles, I get twice as many. And, and when he died, when, when, uh, when Elisha died, if you go study it, he, he was missing one He was short one of having exactly twice as many as Elijah. And I bet in heaven he was stomping around going, hey, I got ripped off. (laughs) But one day, long after he had died, all that was in the ground were his bones. And, And there was a group of guys, and they were running for their life, and they had a dead guy with them. And they threw the dead guy in on the bones of Elisha. And when the dead guy fell on the bones of Elisha, he was revived. And God looked at Elisha and said, were you complaining? You know, because we know that no word from God will ever fail. Dude, that's a white hanky moment right there. Because you, you, get, you get a promise from God and it might look like everything's dead. God ain't done yet. Four levels of death. One, you remember the first mention? He just thought he was dead. He wasn't even dead. He, did, he was just presumed dead. Second, second mention of, of of being revived, right? Second mention, it, 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 it was just near death. Third mention, it was just dead. So you got presumed dead, nearly dead, just dead, and that last one, fourth one, is real dead. So you got presumed dead, nearly dead, just dead, and real dead. Dead isn't the issue. Revived is. I don't care if your relationship is presumed dead, nearly dead, just dead, or real dead. If God breathes on it, it's going to be revived. I don't, I, I don't care. I don't, I don't care if your financial situation is presumed dead, just dead, nearly dead, real dead. It doesn't make any difference when God says, let there be life. Here, here we go. And, and, and look what he said. This is, this is my comfort. Are you, are, you, are you getting this? This is, this is why I, I can have comfort in my affliction. Cause you give a word, revival, life, King James. I said, I, I think it says quickeneth. You know, you know what the you know what the Hebrew word is here. It's a good word. It's a good word. Here's the word. Here's the word. Hayah. No, that's it. Hayah. And you got to say it like that. You can't hi No, no, that's wrong. See, if, if you go to uh, a blue-letter Bible and, you, and it's got a little speaker up there by the word, and you click the speaker, and he says, Strong's Word, number 2421. hi <laughs> That's awesome. I might have said the wrong number. It's the only part I wrote down. It's the only note I have. 2421. Strong's Word, number 2421. 21. Hiya! <laughs> this is what it means. To live, to have life, to sustain life, to live prosperously, to revive from sickness, to revive from discouragement, to revive from faintness, to revive even from death. Oh, here's my comfort in my affliction that whether I'm sick, depressed, discouraged, caving in, dead, you can, hi me. Oh, listen, you got to look the devil in the eyeballs. hi Freak him out. Freak out your family. Roll the window down at the drive through When they're stressing you a little bit? Or does that just happen to me? Dude, I, I like shouldn't even go to drive-throughs because if it's not fast, I'm not friendly. You know, I'm just saying. Hiya! I'm gonna get revived. I don't care. I don't care what the stress is. I don't, I don't care what the problem is. I, 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 I don't care what the, what, what, what the doctor says. Uh, you know, this is gonna The ha- Boss says you're fired. Hiya. And that's why. Haia! You're going to die. Haia! You're going under. Haia! This can't be done. Haia! You don't know how many times they told us we couldn't do this. Hey, the people shouting it can't be done ought not interrupt the people who are getting it done. Haia! Ever watch the power team? How, how many of you guys have seen the power team? God, they, they, didn't they rock? You know, I, I guess they're probably still around. Okay. It's probably not the same guys. You know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm just saying. <laughs> hi <Hi-ya. Yeah. laughs> Man, we had a power team. Remember back in the day we had a power team and, and uh, uh, the, the three boys, they were really young. And, dude, it's a mess because they were breaking everything in the house. You know, the power team comes in and they break bats and they roll up frying pans and, and, and they have the big blocks of ice. Hiya! And they bust everything. And the boys went around the house tearing up magazines. And, and remember? Huh? Uh, remember those pencils that you broke like they were twigs? And they, and they do the thing, too. man, they, they do the thing. Hi. Some of us, we need to get that attitude again. Come on, I said, some of you, you, you need that attitude again. You, you, you're, you're sitting here. Wait a minute, sitting here in, in the middle of a move of God. And the thing from the, the, you know, the blast from, from the past, the thing, the thing that's messing with your heart and your mind. I think the Bible says, remember not the former thing, neither consider the things of old. For behold, I'm going to do a new thing. And it's going it's to spring forth now. Huh? You need to, you need to take that past, the, the power of the past, the thing that's got you paralyzed in your present, and you need to have a ah moment. People are going to think I'm weird. I think it's weird that you have the same power that raised Christ from the dead that's quickening your mortal body. You got the same power that raised Christ from the dead that's giving you hi And you're going, <laughs> no, hi Come on, you, you need to get an attitude. I'm telling you that what God has planned for your future, rot. You know, I hope you're around here to do it because I just want to see it. But I don't care where you go. That there is a purpose and a plan for your life that God has designed before you were born. Jeremiah 1.5 says that before, be, be, before I formed you, I knew you. Think about it. God, God, God put it this way. Before I started shaping you, I knew right where you were going to fit. And I use that information to determine how to form and shape you. So that when you got to where you were going, you'd plug in and be, you'd have the ability. You'd have all things that, that pertain to life and godliness. You'd have everything you need to live a life that pleases God. You'd have what it takes. Man, he said, I sanctify you. That means that he made you different. Look at somebody and tell him, you are different. Don't be afraid to be different. Be you. Amen? Be you. Be the sanctified you. Don't be the old ugly you. Be, be the true you. And, and But he said, I sanctify and ordain. You know what that means? That, that, that means that I've empowered you to fulfill the dream I had. You're living his dream. And you just, there's some things in your life you just need to look at and go, hi And be done with it. I mean, break it in half. Have your moment. And then walk away. And let, you know what the boys would do when they broke up all the stuff? They'd leave the pieces laying everywhere. <laughs> Dad'll get it. It's kind of a nasty habit that they still have. <laughs> but the deal is, in this situation, take your take your moment. Hey, depression. We'd be like a power team. Okay. Okay. Okay, Ha! Yeah. And then leave the piece there. Yeah. Leave it and let your daddy clean it up. Yeah. And don't you don't remember not the former thing. Hey, have your moment. Hey, Hey attitude. Hey unbelief. Hey doubt. Hey sickness. Hey poverty. Hi Maybe if you close your eyes so nobody can see you. Right? Because that's what you do during worship, right? afraid somebody might notice you by the way in worship you're not the focal point just clarify that right now okay have your hiya moment I mean get the devil right in the crotch hiya and step into your victory this is my comfort even in my affliction your word revives me. Your word gives me higher. Oh, if you ain't got his word, I mean, try that without his word. People think you're nuts because you're running around talking about your victory and then you ask him to help you push start your car <laughs> that you don't take care of. See, without his word, you ain't got haya. But because of his word, haya. God's got haya for you. You know what I want you to do? I want you, I want you to close your book and bow your head for just a minute. Some of you guys are in here, and you're trying to live this life without his word. The, the book says that in the beginning was the word and the word was with God, and the word was God. And then it says the word became flesh. You see, you're trying to do life without Jesus, without